0: Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to the podcast. And the subject of this podcast is going to be appeal to Athena by all means, but move your arms, move your arms. And you may be wondering what, what that means, but it's a, it's a line from a fable by Aesop, which I've been thinking about a lot recently. The past couple days I had a few incidents and encounters with people that made me Mindful of this little story. So I'll tell you this fable and then we can talk about it. The um, The fable is this. There was a wealthy Athenian man who was once traveling aboard ship in the Aegean Sea with a collection of other wealthy Athenians. And as often happened in those days, those ancient times, the ship ran into a storm and went down. And the ship went down close to shore and as all the passengers were forced to go into the water, this wealthy Athenian man was thrown into the waves and he had to try to swim to shore as best he could. And as he was swimming to shore, not very successfully, he kept uttering prayers and appeals to the goddess Athena, who was the the patron goddess of Athens. To save him, he kept t- asking the goddess, Oh, please save me, please save me, please do certain things. I promise that if you'll save me i'll always respect your memory i'll always honor your memory i'll always do my pious devotional activities, and he kept repeating prayers of a similar kind and quality as he was swimming, and another passenger swam up along beside him, and this other this other uh, swimmer from the shipwreck said to him sir appeal to athena by all means but also move your arms and so <laughs> so the the as you can as you can figure out the moral of this story the lesson of this story is asking for divine intervention alone is not enough you have to combine appeals to a higher power with action. You can't just ask for help. You have to take concrete action to get yourself out of trouble. And this, this type of story has a a very common recurrence. I, I think there are there probably every religion has its own version of this story. I've heard later versions of it. I've heard uh, you know religious versions of it. I think you've probably also heard Various uh, renditions of this story with the, the same message with the same moral, which is that prayers alone are not enough. you've got to combine you've got to combine requests for divine intervention with specific action to get yourself out of out of trouble. Don't view appeals to a deity as a substitute for action and I, I find that that is something that I think people really need to keep in mind. They really need to keep that in mind. And I I get sometimes that when people are overwhelmed by the course of events, when they find themselves buried in fortune's sorrows, when they find themselves burdened and weighed down by difficulties, when they find their spirit crushed and their morale weakened, and they find that no matter where they turn, they seem to be running into some sort of obstacle. When all this happens, the temptation can be very, very great to just surrender yourself to the mercies of fate. There can be a very comfortable feeling in doing this. But this comfortable feeling is an illusion. This comfortable feeling will not get you out of the problem that you are in. And you have to remember that only you really have that power, only you really have that power, the invocations to a a divine being can help. They can help if they help raise your morale. They can help if they help calm you, soothe your nerves, and help to impose a sense of order and discipline on your thoughts. If it helps you to banish negative thoughts, if it helps to... inspire you to to positive action, then the invocations and the prayers are well placed. But if they are just meant as a substitute, as an intoxicant, as a way to distract you from what you need to do, then you are missing the boat. You're You're only solving half of the problem. Half of the problem is calming yourself. The other half of the problem is taking positive steps to correct the situation. And I think this is something that we need to reflect on. We have to always be mindful of this. We have to really be mindful of this. You know, and the funny thing about it is I've also noticed there's a there's a, a converse side to this same type of tale where people who... Um, people who fall on hard times through their own ineptitude and their own folly and their own mistakes, they tend to lay the blame on God or, or fate or fortune or, or other, other deities. So there's kind of a, um, a, a dynamic there where people that are not really willing to take responsibility for themselves, they, they want divine help when they're floundering. And yet, they also want to try to blame uh, the divinity when they themselves make mistakes. And I'm thinking specifically of another another fable by Aesop. And uh, I, I remember the the uh, the general outlines of it, and it goes something like this: There, there was a man who has the statue of a demigod in his house, and he would be making sacrifices to it, he would make offerings, he would uh, uh, perform rituals for it as in, in ancient times people did. And in in carrying out these rituals he spent a great deal of money and time in buying you know expensive incenses and oils and foods and, and various other ritualized equipment to perform his, his ritual. Uh, his ritual sacrifices. And then, as he was getting deeper and deeper into debt by doing this, this demigod appeared to this guy in his house and said, Hey, stop wasting your money, buddy. Because if you spend everything and become poor, you're only going to take it out on me. And I think, that's, I think that in many ways can be viewed as a converse, uh, uh, I guess a... Um, an adjunct to the original story that I told of the Athenian man who was advised to keep moving his arms in the water besides just praying. So this is how people are. You know, they want, when they're in trouble, they want divine help to get out of trouble and not really take strong action themselves. And when they do stupid things, they want to blame it all on a higher power. And so we have to be very careful of how we seek to utilize the idea of, uh, of divine help in our lives. We have to be very careful how we treat that. And specifically what I'm referring to is number one, divine intervention should not be used as a as a intoxicant or as a crutch to allow us to escape our own Obligation to try to extract ourselves from our troubles. And number two, we can't blame things on the gods when we ourselves are to blame for our stupidity. If we're the ones who created the stupidity, if we're the ones that caused the problems that we find ourselves in, just like the man who went and put himself into great debt for making expensive offerings. To his demigod, then we can't we have no one to blame but ourselves. We have no one to blame but ourselves. So I think that's the point I'm, that I'm trying to make here with these two tales, these two fables from Aesop. Number one, look to yourself. Look to yourself. That's really the message here that unites both both fables. Remember, you you are the master of your own fate. You can't Reflect or outsource that job on anybody else. Nobody else. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. And um, it's something to keep in mind. So that will conclude my very short, my characteristically short podcast here. Something to think about. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.